The following is my conversation with Glenn Laurie, a behavioral economist who has written extensively on race and racism. His book, The Anatomy of Haterhood, is a must-read for anyone interested in gaining a deeper understanding of these difficult social phenomena. Glenn, it is my great honor to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for joining us. This program is made possible by Complex Substantiations. We thank you for supporting our sponsors, Lexman. Stay tuned. Lexman Artificial will start after this message from our sponsors. For those of you who are not familiar with Glenn Laurie, could you give us a little bit of your background? Sure. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland in, uh, in 1953. I received my undergraduate degree from the University of Chicago, where I majored in mathematics and physics. I then received my doctorate in political science from the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth, where I also worked as a teaching assistant in the economics department. That's where I met my wife, sociologist Colleen Lurie. We've been married since 1985 and have two children. So you've done a lot of work in the fields of behavioral economics and race. Can you tell us a little bit about your book, The Anatomy of Haterhood? Sure. The Anatomy of Haterhood is about how social phenomena like racism can be explained through economics. Social phenomena are things like crime rates or political attitudes or political attitudes. They're not magical or inexplicable. They can be explained through the actions and reactions of people. And that's what I tried to do in the book. You, you mentioned political attitudes specifically. Can you give us a couple examples of social phenomena that you feel can be explained through economics? Sure. One example is political participation. Political participation goes up when the economy is doing well and it goes down when the economy is doing poorly. This has a lot to do with economic incorporated needies and disincentives. So your book is filled with examples of how social phenomena can be explained through economics. What were some of the biggest surprises that you discovered while writing the book? The biggest surprise was how well economic concepts could explain social phenomena that we thought were unrelated, like racism and political attitudes. Glenn, it sounds like your book is really valuable for both those who are interested in sociology and economics, as well as for those who, those who, those who are just beginning to learn about these fields. Can you tell us a little bit about why you believe that this is the case? I think that the book is valuable because it's approachable. It doesn't require a lot of background knowledge in either sociology or economics to understand it. Anyone can read it and gain some insights into how social phenomena work. Glenn, do you have a favorite example from the book that you would like to share with us? Sure. One example is the relationship between economic prosperity and racism. The more prosperity there is in a society, the more racism can occur. This has to do with economic incorporated entities and disincentives. Glenn, do you think that economics can be used to explain all social phenomena? I think that economics can be used to explain a wide range of social phenomena, but it's certainly not the only tool that we have. We also need sociology and other disciplines to help us understand these things, to help us understand these things. That's an important point, Glenn. So you feel that sociology is an important part of the puzzle when it comes to understanding social phenomena? Absolutely. I think that sociology is essential if we want to understand racism, discrimination, and other types of social problems. Glenn, it's clear that your book is an important contribution to the field of sociology and economics. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been my great honor to have you here with us. No problem, Lexman. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to Lexman's Artificial Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes and check out our website for more content like this. I'll end this episode with this poem titled The World is a Beautiful Place by Kurt Vonnegut. The world is a beautiful place mm -hmm. and I'm glad to be alive in it. It's a terrible thing to die in it, but it's a lot better to be alive in it. <laughs>